This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 713, How Near-Native Andrea Prepared for IELTS. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, you'll meet Three Keys student Andrea from South Africa and find out how she prepared for her overall 8.5 on her first and last IELTS exam. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Energy listeners, we have a very special episode today. Um, a voice that you have never heard before on the show. Um, Andrea, welcome to IELTS Energy. Hi, thank you. And let's just get into it. Tell everybody why you are here today. Well, I did the IELTS exam for the first time on the 23rd of March. Um, after doing you, your guys' program, and mm -hmm. I just felt so well prepared that I emailed you and gave you some feedback, and here we are. Yeah. It's so awesome. Okay, so what scores did you get? I got an overall band score of 8.5, uh, 9 awesome. for listening, 8.5 for reading, 7 for writing, and a 9 for speaking. Okay, this is amazing. So I am sure that our listeners out there could hear like how obviously fluent you are in English. Why is that? Well, it's, it is a second language for me. I'm actually Afrikaans, but growing up, I went to a dual medium primary school and I studied in English and I also work okay. in English. And didn't you say also that you and your husband speak English at home? Yes. So he's a native English speaker and it just okay. happened that our relationship became English. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. So Andrea is from South Africa, everyone, right? Because some people might not know what Afrikaans would mean. Um, and this is, this, I found this interesting because I have spent some time in South Africa and all of the Afrikaners that I met could speak amazing English, whereas the, the, the English South Africans could not speak a lot of Afrikaans. So is that the case with you and your husband? Like your English is better than his Afrikaans? It is. However, okay. he did grow up very close to where I grew up. And in that specific area, even the English people need to know how to speak Afrikaans. Otherwise, oh, you won't great. survive. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's good. Because yeah. I always felt like that was unfair. I was like, because there are so many languages in your country. Like, yes. aren't there? Like, what is it? Like nine official languages or something? 11. 11, 11. languages, yes. Okay, that's amazing. Okay, so having been educated in English, um, you speak English with your husband and at work. Why did you feel like you needed a system to prepare for IELTS? Well, I started reading, uh, you know, online about the test, and it just seemed that even native speakers were struggling to get the scores that they wanted. So it just seemed that it is a very specific type of test and you need some yeah. sort of organization to prepare. And I was I was right in assuming that. Okay. So this this is also what I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, can you imagine taking the test without having prepared? Like how how would you have approached IELTS if you had never taken the three keys IELTS course? I would have winged it and I would not have gotten the scores that I got. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, and Andrea, why are you taking IELTS? So my husband and I are applying to immigrate uh, to Canada and it's oh, one of okay. the requirements. Yes. Okay. Got it. But he doesn't have to take the test because English was his first language? No, he also has to take it. Oh, So we okay. both did it. Yes. Okay. All so right. there was a little um, bit of competition thrown in there as well. <laughs> okay. So who did better? I did. You did? I did. That's awesome. Congratulations, Andrea. Thank you. That's we amazing. don't discuss it, but <laughs> it's ah, that's so funny. But you can. Um, oh, so is that? Do you think that's because like you prepared for the test and he didn't? No. So we both prepared. Um, I'm okay. just, I'm, I am more prone to doing well in language. He's an engineer, oh. so his brain works well with numbers um, and things like that. I'm, I am strong in language. I always have been. Okay, I got yes. it. Um, <laughs> that's so funny that you did better. I love it I so know. much. Okay, so let's talk about the scores how you prepared and how you think this preparation helped you, right? So we're talking near native speaker, right? Like as, as near as possible to a native speaker. And you still did better than your husband who is a native English speaker. I mean, guys, I, okay, I love this so much because we say all the time that even natives would need to prepare if they want to do well on IELTS. And this like, just is a case study that can prove our point. So I am loving so much about this. Um, okay, let's start with the listening nine. So do you think you would have got just like that would have been easy to get or you needed those strategies? Definitely the strategies helped. So just, you know, getting into it and the underlining and anticipating what they might ask. All of those yeah. things really, really helped. Okay, that that last strategy you mentioned, I really think that's one of the most powerful strategies because so much of what we ask students to do in the listening and reading modules is to just be active. Like yes. that's the basis for so many of the strategies. Because yes. um, when it comes down to it, it's like if you on the listening test, if you're just waiting for the answers to come to you passively, that's when you miss stuff and then you panic and then everything goes down the drain. Exactly. Um, so 
Yeah. So being active, like that's what Andrea is talking about here, guys. Predicting what you think you're going to hear. Like there's so many steps, like these strategies are simple. Yes, we've simplified them as much as possible, but um, it's asking a lot of your brain, right? To like keep you engaged in the exam the whole time. Now, I'm curious also about what you thought of the study plan. Like were there resources there that you feel like um, like outside resources, not just the IELTS strategies, but the outside resources, like different websites that we recommend. Do you feel like those helped you as well? Definitely. So there's a ESL Cyber Listening Lab. That one yes. was really, really helpful. Awesome. Um, and just just how it was packaged. So I would... I wouldn't sit down and think, okay, how am I going to do this in 30 days? And that's why right. that that um, set out set study plan was so helpful. Awesome. It, okay. It just, it does so much for you <laughs> because I mean, uh, someone going into the test, never having done it before, you know, yeah. you jump around, you go to different websites, everyone's saying something different. Even the yeah. IELTS website itself contradicts itself. So um, I really thought that 30 day package, which is the one I did that saved my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, I know. Like um, to prepare for like doing the podcast and doing YouTube videos, we produce so much material every week that I do research a lot online, you know, just what are other people saying, what are different perspectives that I that we could take in the show and stuff. And yeah, like it is really confusing. There are so many weird pieces of advice out there for the test that just make like no sense at all. Um Okay. Now, reading. So, okay, as with a, such a high level of English as you obviously have, were you able to read the whole passage and then get all the answers? No. So, I definitely did the the strategies where you first just scan and then look at the questions and go back and and um, underline and then read for detail. But definitely awesome. the, the piece that we got was on astronomy and it was so, oh. it was so specialized that even oh, if gosh. I did read everything in detail, I'm not an astronomer. So <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't retain that information. So this, the strategies there definitely helped. That's awesome. That's so interesting because um, I wonder sometimes like how native speakers approach the reading because if you could read really fast, maybe it is possible to read everything. But like you say, you don't know what topics you're going to get. And even though IELTS says you don't need any specialized knowledge, like there are some weird and very difficult passages yes. that come up in that, and especially in that last section. Yeah. With the reading sp specifically, I could pick up that it was a trying to catch you out <laughs> um, strategy. Yeah. So the other, the other things were, were quite straightforward, the listening and the writing, but the reading, they ask trick questions. And yeah. if you, if you don't have enough time to go back and look for the answers, you know, so now you've read everything in detail. So your time is less. You're not yeah. going to, you're not going to finish. That's true. Yeah, totally. They, <laughs> I know. Um, I, it's kind of mean, I feel like sometimes, but <laughs> it is, it totally is. But that's why I like writing like IELTS exams and stuff like that, because trying to figure out how to trick 
students. (laughs) It's so terrible. But as like a material creator, like that is the fun part, like trying to make it tricky with different like negatives thrown in and these small little words that change the meaning that maybe you would skip over. And the thing is like, in multiple choice questions, right? In every single answer, there's something from the passage. Like that's what makes it tricky. So then you have to like, yeah, it requires a lot of thought and a lot of strategy. Um, Okay. Did you, are you a reader just like in your free time? I am. I also read a lot for work. So I'm an academic. So we do a lot of reading. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, but I do read for fun as well. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, I hoped you would say that because that's, that's the, that is a common thread among every student we have who does really well on the IELTS exam is even if they thought they weren't a reader before <laughs> preparing for IELTS, um, hopefully they discover that joy of reading. I cannot encourage people to read any more than I do. Oh, um, okay. So speaking nine, like, do you feel like that was a given or do you feel like you could have done that without having done three keys IELTS? Well, no, your strategies helped a lot. Oh, (laughs) okay, awesome. I felt so prepared walking in there. Um, So I knew just keep talking. Uh, They'll stop you. They'll tell you when to stop. Yeah. Um, I think I would have not done that if I didn't do your program because you kind of don't want to seem like you're rambling um, which is never a good idea but I mean to keep talking until the examiner stops you I felt that that was really that counted in my favor that's awesome yes that's such a good piece of advice yeah another thing I, I listened to a lot of your podcasts and about a week before I took the test I listened to the one where you said that the concept of art often comes up in speaking. Yeah. And they specifically, the answer, I think Lindsay gave the answer, and she said she she qualified her answer by kind of framing it in a way that the examiner didn't necessarily ask. But she said, yeah. so in this context, I see art as the following. And that yeah. really set off a light bulb in my head that, okay, I can really make it my own. So the podcast there was really helpful. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll link back to that. It's I remember the one you're talking about. It's where um, she she spoke about going to, I think it was Angkor Wat in Cambodia and saying that these yes. buildings yes, she considered yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, this, this idea of pivoting is not natural. Like you wouldn't think that it would – help your score on the exam, you would think it would hurt it. And a lot of students still do, I think. Like they're afraid of pivoting because they think going off topic hurts. And in writing, that's true. Like you can't pivot in writing. But in speaking for sure, like you said, as long as you qualify it and frame it in a way to be like, look, examiner, I know what you're asking. Like I I know how most people would interpret this, but I'm going to take my own direction here. Um, Listeners, (laughs) come back to the blog, IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com. This is episode 713. I will link back to that episode that Andrea is talking about. And just as another side note here. um, Now, of course, I was an examiner for a long time, over 14 years, and I 
did have the chance to examine native speakers. And so often, like I could tell if they didn't prepare for the exam, especially in speaking part two, because they would just like answer the question as what they thought was an okay answer, right? Um, And then just stop talking and not hit that two minutes. And like, that's why they don't get speaking nines. It just... Yeah, it just blows my mind how you could pay for such an expensive exam, like even as a native, and then be like, yeah, I'm not even going to try and learn about this. I'm just going to go in and see what happens. Um, Okay, so writing seven. Now, what happened there? I don't know. I was very disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I was very disappointed. Um, Afterwards, being honest with myself, I could have practiced more. I I have to admit that. I have to be honest about it. I could have practiced more. I think what might have gone wrong is that I followed the the recipes, the very, very useful recipes that you guys gave. Um, But maybe the rest of my answers didn't really mesh with that. So if I practiced more, it would have flowed more, you know, seamlessly. So I suspect that could be one reason why I got a seven. Um, I was disappointed about it. But to be honest, I could have practiced more. Okay. No, I... What you what you're saying completely makes sense to me because the templates are uh, the templates are amazing. Like they yes. show you exactly how to organize the essay, where to put your ideas. But here's the thing that I work with a lot of personal coach students on is trying to uh, that you have to still be flexible yes. because it depends on the topic, right? So like the first sentence of the template of the argument essay or whatever, like that exact sentence, like nigh on a decade is part of the phrase or whatever. Like that's not going to work for every single topic. So yeah, you're right. Exactly. So I think this is a good um, lesson for other students out there, other three key students that yes, the templates are gold. They're amazing, but it's not like a guaranteed, you know, band eight for every single question. Exactly. We have to approach writing more like speaking where yes. you can put your own voice in it and be flexible with the tools we give you. Like yeah. that's, I think that's how I want students to look at the templates more is like, these are your tools. Like these are amazing tools, but you still have to be able to put them together in different ways, depending on what the question is asking. Yes. Yeah. So, and also the writing part was, was the only part that I was really nervous about. So I think that also, you know, I wasn't as confident in that. I, I don't know why. I think because in all my conversations with people who have done the test, that was the one that got them. So yes. I, just, I think I psyched myself a little bit out. It is the last thing you do in the exam. So at that yeah. point, you are a bit tired. Your bum totally. is a bit numb. <laughs> That is the cutest sentence I've heard today. Your bum is a bit numb. I wish I could say it with your accent. It sounds a lot better. It doesn't sound as good with an American accent. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Um, Okay, so now that you and your husband, you got your scores and you did better, I'm going to say it even if you won't. Um, (laughs) He should listen to this episode, by the way. Um, Okay, so you guys are good. You're done with IELTS. Yes. So, like, are you, like, do you have a date that you're moving to Canada? Are you guys all set and ready to go? 
So it is quite a long process and we are still doing a lot of paperwork, but we are hoping that in one year's time, we'll be on our way. So that's our goal. Wow. Oh yes. my gosh, that takes forever. <laughs> it does. Just any does immigration, government, visas, all that stuff takes yes. so long. It okay, does. well, at least you're over this hurdle. You're yes. over the IELTS hurdle, and now you can deal with the rest of the stuff. Um, awesome. Andrea, thank you. So- Andrea. I just said it wrong. Andrea. (laughs) I said it, I said it the fancy way. Um, Andrea, um, do you have any last words of advice for future IELTS test takers? You need help. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't fight it. You need help. It's, it's necessary. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around it. Preparing for something as big and unique and weird and hard as IELTS. Yes, you guys, you need to know the exam. I mean, I was an examiner for 14 years. I got all the knowledge, all the experience, and it's all in Three Keys IELTS. So future test takers out there, if you are ready to prepare and be as confident as possible walking into the exam, get into Three Keys IELTS. Um, and remember, bonus for podcast listeners. So go to allearsenglish.com forward slash basic or allearsenglish.com forward slash coach. All right, Andrea, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. And thank you for the podcast. It is amazing. Yay. My pleasure. I love doing this. All right, Andrea, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.